This episode is proudly sponsored by The Helix, a new innovation district located in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the heart of the Northeast Corridor. The Helix provides a critical ecosystem for innovation by offering a range of physical environments, a vibrant community of leading innovators, and a strategic central location on the Northeast Corridor. The Helix will uniquely mix workspaces, classrooms, laboratories, venues, and collaborative environments creating a dynamic community and setting for innovative minds. Universities, startups, Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, researchers, and many others will all call the Helix home. Thus far, the Helix has assembled a community of innovative private and public organizations, such as Rutgers Health, the New Jersey Innovation Hub, RWJ Barnabas Health, Hackensack Meridian Health, universities from Ireland and Israel, and others. The Helix is where ideas will come to life. To learn more, visit helixnj.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your hosts, Steve Politi and Rutgers insiders, Brian Fonseca and Pat Lenny. Let's start shopping. All right, welcome back to the Rutgers Rant, our picks pod edition for the Wagner game. Uh, yeah, Wagner, can't imagine there's going to be a lot of drama in the picks there, fellas, but we have a lot to talk about anyway. Uh, and we have to start with this. So if you haven't seen the post yet on our website or on our tech service, this podcast, this very show is going live next week. We're going to be live downtown New Brunswick, the Blackthorn Irish pub. Going to be a fun time. We're going to, you know, free beer to the first beers on us, apparently, which is a reason enough to come as if hanging out with the three of us wasn't enough of an attraction Fellas, what are you looking forward to this? I mean, this is this is going to be something, right? Something? It'll be a lot of fun. I've been to this bar since I moved to New Brunswick about a year and a half ago many times, and I could say their beer selection is top-notch. So whatever beer you get, you can't go wrong. Uh, and then you get to sit in a crowd, and I know you guys all agree on everything. So when we do true and false, you guys can all scream in unison, true and false. And yes. Freddie, what are you talking about? And Brian, Pat, what are you guys talking about? Do whatever you do when you listen to this podcast in the car in front of us. So- I can't think of a better way to spend a Thursday afternoon in October. Absolutely. And Pat right now is, if you can't see it, Pat right now is wearing uh, something that looks like that Pauly Walnuts would have worn in the second season of The Sopranos. It's, how would you describe it? It's like a maroon and white. um, Velour. Velour. It's a velour, maroon, and white tracksuit. And uh, maybe I'll wear this down to Blackthorn. I I think think, uh, it'll be be a big hit with the crowd. I can bring my other lower tracks you for brian if you want to wear that right that's it that'd be great maybe we should all wear matching tracksuits. what would that what would that that would be almost too much excitement for the Rutgers fans who are making it out to uh the black thorn okay thursday october 5th 6 30 p.m we're recorded 7 p.m i'm gonna get you one of those guy fieri visors with the hair bullity no will you wear that absolutely sure and a fire button up a fire short sleeve shirt button up your t-shirt will have a fire on it. And then I will burn every single photo taken of us on that stage wearing these outfits, because <laughs> I think that will destroy all of our future job prospects. Um, 
but I think it would look very cute. And well, imagine everyone in the crowd has to wear it too. Everyone wears their nice little uh, full tracksuit getups. I think yeah, everyone tracksuits and Guy Fieri visors. That's the good. look. I love it. I love it. All right. So we're going to have a good time. We'll talk. You guys, if you, as, as you know, if you listen to the show, we take questions every week. This week, we're going to try to take questions from a live audience, see if the technical side of it pulls it off. Should should be fascinating. Uh, but it's going to be a good time anyway. We're, we'll hang out for a while. We'll chat. Again, Blackthorn, Thursday night, 6.30, I think we'll get there. 7 o'clock, we'll, we'll start hanging out and doing the show. We'll be there. We'll be there all night. So look for the registration, ng.com backslash Rutgers football. It's in every one of our posts these days. There's actually an entire story about it. But register soon because there are limit. Believe it or not, there's limited spots, apparently. I don't believe They're that. They're filling up fast. They're filling, They're filling up, up fast. fast. You just imagine. Yeah. This is free. And you get a beer. It's not free. You're paid to show up. So, yeah, everyone, please show up and don't leave us hanging. Don't leave us hanging. Exactly. All right. Let's dive into the show. We got Wagner Week again. Last week when we did the PixPod, if you were listening, savvy listeners noticed there was a moment in the PixPod where we're trying to decide what line to use. And I said, you, Brian told me that the line was 24. And he said, would you like to make it 24 and a half so we can avoid the push? And I said, no, no, no. No, let's just use 24. And Lanny, I don't know why you did. At this point, you could have, you could have jumped in, Pat, and said, yeah. why would we do that? But you didn't. I didn't. I, I got nervous and I just, uh, I, it, it made sense what you were saying. You were just like, no, it's 20. The line is 24. We're sticking with 24. Stupid, so that, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't address it in the moment. I couldn't even have processed that. The moment I said those words, you, if someone was smart enough to drive to Delaware, I don't, can you bet on a push? Is that like a, so. like a bet? I don't Soccer, think so. You Soccer, you someone, can bet a tie. Someone's yeah, got to be able to right. give you like, I just want to bet the push at 24 points because it was obviously that's what's going to happen. It's exactly what happened in the 31 seven victory. We all pushed, we all nothing. No one takes the lead. So, Hey, all right. So no blood drawn last week. I don't know what we're going to do. What is, what are we going to, how are we going to pick a line? It's going to be a half point, whatever the line is this week that has to be a half point. So FCS lines don't come out until Friday or Saturday of the game. I'm not entirely sure what the reason for that is, but that's just the way it's always been. Uh, so we don't have an official line that I could find, at least, as of mm-hmm. Thursday morning when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure some of our listeners use Reddit. There's an FCS subreddit where people are obsessed with FCS football, and they do their own lines for every game. It's a very impressive sheet. If you guys uh, want to look at it, I can send you guys a link. But anyway, one of the games, obviously, Wagner Ruckers, and they put us in the same scenario. They got Wagner plus 46 or mm. Rutgers minus 46. So I'll leave it up to you guys. You guys can vote amongst yourselves. Should we go 45 and a half or should we go 46 and a half? Wow. Pat, what do you think? 46 and a half based off last year's. You so, want to go higher than 46, yeah, higher. 46 and a half. Okay. 46 and a half. All right. Well then I know which direction I'm going because you have now tilted the, the, the universe in that direction, but okay. 46 and a half is the line. We'll make our picks in a minute. Let's talk about this game the best we can. Last year, you guys, I love the fact that you, both of you have asked questions. I think both of you at least have asked questions that have angered Greg Shiana with the foregone conclusion-ness of this game because he is ready as he readily, you would never think a man who lost to New Hampshire would want to bring that up as much as he does. But Greg Shiana wants the world to know that he lost to New Hampshire his first time around and it was a bad deal. He's not going to take this game lightly made that point a million times. What forget what Brian, what did you say that that pissed him off the first time? 
I asked him on Monday if this game comes at the right time because it's after four FBS teams, the next two opponents are coming off bye weeks. I didn't say this per se, but what I was insinuating is this is essentially another bye week because their bye week doesn't come till week nine. And the fact that I was overlooking Wagner you would think they're playing the 85 Bears or something. And I mean, uh, Pat could talk about this. The, when Pat asked him yesterday his question, I, I thought Greg was going <laughs> to, thank goodness it wasn't on camera. I thought Greg was going to put on the tracksuit he's wearing and jump him. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? Oh, God. I have already blacked this out of my mind because, yeah, I thought he was, I th- his eyes got pretty wide. <laughs> I asked him, um, 84 players played in the game last year. What's it like knowing that you're going to be able to get some new faces into the game? And he just, he said, you might know that 84 players got in the game, but that's not what I'm thinking about. You know, I was standing there when we lost to New Hampshire and there were fireworks going off. And I remember standing there and and watching the fireworks and being disgusted. Uh, So I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about Wagner. I'll power phrase that. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, if that's great. Down. So if you were if you were watching that New Hampshire game, you got to let, let us know on the pod if there were fireworks or if that was uh, just something that was going off in his mind. That's great. I can't, I can't imagine, imagine that they were shooting off fireworks. For they, the had, yeah, game. they had to use. I'm sure they were trying to get people to go to that game. And in, in what year was that? 2001. 2004. That was right after they upset. Michigan State. Right. 2004. That was his first big win, and then the week after. They they dropped the stinker. I wasn't around for that, but I have to imagine that Wagner doesn't have the next incarnation of Chip Kelly, right? And I don't think not. Ricky Santos yeah. is going to play. So I think the message is more for his players than us and the general public. I just don't think he wants his players to take their foot off the throttle. Yeah. I I just <laughs> I just can't think Wagner is going to put much of a challenge up. You know, they need Merrimack to absolutely botch a field goal in the last second to beat them by three points on their homecoming game. You know, no one just shows up to Staten Island and beats Wagner on homecoming, you know? But I just think they're not going to come into Piscataway and become, you know, New Hampshire 2.0. Yeah. Bociano did make the point that they were coming off a 21-game losing streak last year when they came to SHI Stadium. This year, they're coming in on a two-game winning streak. Ooh, there you go. Swagner is truly rolling now. Um, we kid because we love, but no, I mean, Greg Shiano figured this out. During epi- during 1.0, Greg Shadow, that he was not going to play a good FCS team anymore. He's going to play the bad ones. So this Wagner's a bad one. And even if he did play a good one, the talent in the program now is to the point where you're not going to lose these games. And he's not going to lose these games anymore unless something just terrible happens. And let's face it, that would be completely unforeseen. Someone make a recording of this and throw it in my face next week if it does happen, but it just it won't happen. So we're going to talk about this game from the standpoint of what Rutgers can get out of it. Uh, you said eighty, is that right? Eighty four players last year. That's it. That's that's kind of incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, that that mixes in special teams and things like that, but still, still. that's why I thought it was such a great question. It was an opportunity for him to be like, yeah, all these young guys are going to get in the game, and yeah. and uh, he went the op- complete opposite way. No rat poison for the Wagner locker room. You don't want to get those boys any more fired up when they're coming to SHI Stadium. Give me some names on this roster that we're going to see this. This, I mean, obviously obvious. I mean, we're I, looking forward to seeing the quarterbacks. I think that is uh, this is a chance. We've only seen Gavin Wimsett this entire year. We've got to see Evan Simon. We've got to see a Johnny Shepard. I mean, both these guys are probably going to redshirt at this point, I would think. Uh, it doesn't make any sense not to redshirt. Your quarterbacks, if you don't have to play them, they're committed to Gavin Wimsett. Give a chance for Evan Simon to develop a little bit. That said, 
I mean, that was a, it was a competition last year at this point, right? These guys were one a and one B. Are we going to see a lot of those two? I would think so. If there's ever a time for you to play your backup quarterbacks, this is it. I would, I would think that Gavin would play until they get a comfortable lead and then you switch it up. I think that's the perfect plan to answer your question. Some guys I'm looking forward to seeing this kid had a great preseason, great training camp. He's a true freshman, Bo Masco, uh, freshman cornerback. He was really exciting. It's just think about the the, the names that they have at cornerback now, so he's not going to see the field. But Bo Masco could be a, a really good name to circle. And uh, let's throw That's one- such a good sign, by the way, for this program that they have a cornerback that you're excited to see that they're not playing right away. Right, I mean, that, right. that, that does tell you that things are better than they've been. Uh, no question. And the other, we've talked about the 10 offensive linemen that have played, which is a great sign. Mm-hmm. But I remember two years ago, there was a lot made about how many offensive linemen they brought in, in that recruiting class. Sure. And one of the names that always, always stood out to me because I covered him when he was at Bosco and Demarest is Joe DeCroche. And he had a little injury last year. But he's back, and I would like to see a little Joe DeCroche accent action on the offensive lines. Wow, that is a deep cut right there, Joe DeCroche. All right, Fonseca, you got anybody? Yeah, a lot. Um, I think Moses Walker is a guy who's played every game on special teams, but I think people will be really excited to see him play some linebacker. I think that would be fun to see how he looks in that position. I'm excited to see the younger tight ends. They've only really used Johnny Langan and Sean Bowman. Uh, Victor Kanopka and Mike Higgins were guys that played sporadically last year. I'd like to see how they look. I'm excited to see the young wide receivers. You know, Dylan Braithwaite, Jesse O'Fury, and Fama Ture are both two guys that are coming back from injury that Greg Channel talked about. I know Pat wrote about that this morning to see how those guys look. Devon Fuse is another young wide receiver. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of young pl- future players, players of the future that can kind of give that first glimpse and get fans to have something to talk about with them for the next 12 months or so. So those guys are what I'm looking for. It's interesting with wide receivers. I wonder if that's the one position group that we're going to see the the five regulars because they still need, they need reps. I mean, we, you know, I want to see more Ian strong. I want to see, I want to see one of these guys, a couple of these guys dominate this game. That's one thing I like. You get it. You'd probably be a day where Rutgers could run the ball at will. But if you remember that game last year, it was the, the, the our introduction to Chris long, right. With that, with that incredible, Gavin Wimsett rocket pass that and the beautiful catch by Long for the touchdown kind of got that thing started. So I'll be interested to see if we if there's a breakout guy from the normal rotation of receivers. Yeah, and and how about uh running backs too? Because we keep saying that Sam Brown is building back up to form. Yeah. This could be the game that he turns it on. And same thing with Aaron Young. He had that one nice run against Michigan, but I feel like he this is a really good opportunity to get him some some looks and, and some carries to get him going for this really important stretch as well. And Gavin, it's your point about Gavin. I'd like to see Gavin maybe stretch the field or take some more risks than he has against the first four opponents because Wagner affords some of that, right? Like they've been pretty cautious with him, not wanting to turn the ball over. I think you can afford a turnover or two against Wagner. So to that effect, kind of not open up the playbook, but let him throw over the middle a little further. Let him throw some deep bombs. Let him try that Chris Long pass, which I asked him about on Tuesday, and he kind of smiled and said it came up on his Instagram feed the other day, and he <laughs> rewatched it. So, yeah, I think I'm excited to see. However, a little, I think you're right, probably a half at most he'll play. I'm excited to see if they let him try a little bit more than he has so far. And you, you, we've alluded to this, but I, I do agree. I do think that this game has come at the absolute perfect time. You can't you get through the first four. You're three and one. You just played – one, if not the hardest game on the schedule, one of the three we talked about at nauseum, one of the three hardest games on the schedule. 
and then you're going into the stretch where the season will be decided, you know, so before you get Wisconsin, before you have Michigan State, before Indiana, all right, here's a chance to kind of get things right, to make corrections that you saw against, uh, and and I think come up for come up with a game plan to play those three teams, right? I'm, I'm not sure what the winning formula is to beat a Wisconsin, but maybe we see some of that again in this game. Wagner season, Steve. Wagner season. Oh, yes. The Wagner season. Thanks for reminding me. Fireworks after this game. Do we have fireworks? We, we don't have fireworks, but we do have two pretty big things honoring the 1976 team being inducted to the Rutgers Hall of Fame. I'm sure your first question about that was like mine. Like, wait, the 1976 team's not in the Rutgers Hall of Fame already, but they're being inducted But 50 players. Is that right? Did yeah. I make up that number? Yep. Yeah. 50 players coming back. Yeah exciting times you're right how the best the best team took this long to get into the hall of fame like that that is crazy um obviously first bowl game right too or they turned down a bowl game they there weren't a lot of bowl games then they their first bowl game was 78 i believe um Mm -hmm. but i can't tell you exactly because they played lesser competition back in that day it was colgate and lehigh right but they're the last undefeated team i believe in program history which is it's not, it's not easy to do, obviously. All right. And then we've got pizza tasting, but it's not really pizza. I mean, what it, it sounds, it sounds kind of cringy, but tell me what's going on with the pizza thing. So pizza hut is sponsoring this game. And so there's a pizza theme. Uh, it's dollar slice day presented by pizza hut slices okay. of pizza will sell for a dollar at concession stands inside the stadium from two 30 through the end of the first quarter while supplies last. This is a Wagner game. So I'm not sure how big the crowd will be, but I think dollar pizza will get some people in the door. But before that, Starting at 11 a.m. when the boardwalk opens, the first ever pizza fest at Rutgers will happen. Every food truck on the boardwalk will have some form of pizza item listed on this. Um, I guess do you guys want to go one by one and kind of just give me a quick thoughts on this or you want me to just read it out? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Go, go for it. Let's go one by one. I want visceral reactions from you guys. All right. Mm -hmm. Pizza rice balls. (laughs) What? Balls? Rice balls? Delicious. Pizza rice balls. I mean, basically a rice ball is a pizza flavor it's marinara mm. you know you dip it in marinara okay yeah all right i'll i'll try that sure i'm i'm with you pat thanks for talking me into it yep pizza donuts pizza donuts no that's not a good idea sugar i guess can't be sugar on it is cheese on a donut then it's a bagel stop it i don't have the details on this pizza ice cream no no we're just sounds we're just getting silly sounds disgusting <laughs> i bet it's amazing <laughs> Do you think it's amazing? Yeah, I'm gonna go with this. I'm I'm sticking with disgusting. All right. I'm just curious in how they're gonna make the like. What is it gonna look like? What's the? I don't know. Have chunks of chunks of pepperoni in your ice cream? Is that gonna make it better? <laughs> I don't know. Um, my my roommate went to Portland a couple of weeks ago and went to this ice cream shop that had a bunch of these weird different flavors, and he said some of them weren't that bad. So I'm kind of optimistic that whichever food truck this is, we'll figure it out. This you know is what we'll- else they have. You know what else they have in Portland? What? A lot of legal marijuana. That's what you had before you go to the <laughs> ice cream shop. We had that here now, I guess, too. We, okay. we got two uh, dispensaries on my block alone. So <laughs> oh boy. I can bring some over if you'd like. Uh, yeah. Just don't tell our boss. Uh, two more. One, I think, is pretty, maybe the easiest one so far. Pizza cheesesteaks. Sure. Yeah, I'm in for that. Absolutely. Yep. That That's, sounds good. It's kind of, Yeah. Okay. To your point, Pat, it's kind of, you can already make a pizza cheesesteak. You just add marinara sauce and fold, fold the pizza. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. And this is the last one that's specifically listed. This is the one I think I have the hardest mental hurdle to overcome for this. 
pizza, coffee. Yeah, that's a hard no. That's a hard no on that one. Oof, man. Me spitting out my regular flavor coffee. Yeah, yeah that's that rough. was tough timing, guys. I saw Pat lift the cup to his mouth as it said pizza coffee. Little, I said this little, is- almost a Danny Thomas spit take, which is another cultural reference that neither one of you will get. That would have been good. Way right over my head. Right yeah. over. Great. So I'm excited to I'm excited to try them. I'm uh, there's also going to be a special edition Rutgers Pizza T-shirt thrown out to fans. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get that ourselves, but it should be a unique day sure. on the Rutgers Boardwalk. I guess I just have a problem with Pizza Hut being a like are the the people in New Jersey really I mean, going to pizza? I guess college students maybe it's cheap it delivers, but I mean if you're eating at Pizza Hut in New Jersey you need an intervention. You need like, you need people to, you need people to gather you in in a room and sit you down and with, with like just a list of places you can, you can do better than that. You can do better than that in a million directions. I just don't understand how that could possibly be a sponsor of a New Jersey football, but Hey, again, I don't want to, if that's, I don't want to yuck your yum. If that's your thing, I think Pizza Hut's marketing budget is a little bit bigger than PJ's Pizza or Daniel's. Yeah, just maybe if all the small time pizzerias gathered together and pooled one big marketing budget, uh, I just think Pizza Hut's a little bigger than those places. That's why. Are you are you suggesting there should be a pizza fest sponsored by some company that has drawn the mire of (laughs) NJ.com lately at Rutgers? Is that what you're suggesting? Uh, I am suggesting no such thing. A one bite pizza fest. One bite pizza fest. We can just yeah, get all the stoolies after us too. Is that what you want to do? I was hiding under my desk after with the thought of that. Experience the Heldridge Hotel, a luxury hotel that's perfect for both the business and leisure traveler. Ideally located within minutes of Rutgers University, the Heldridge is convenient to all the action and activities at SHI Stadium, Jersey Mike's Arena, and the Rutgers University campus. The moment you walk through the doors of the Heldridge Hotel and Conference Center, you know you're someplace different. A place with an independent spirit and a boutique vibe. A place where you can immerse yourself in your meeting or event as easily as you can the local culture. Located in the heart of the city, the Heldridge lets you experience all that New Brunswick has to offer. Whether you're coming to New Brunswick for a fun weekend with friends, in town for a Scarlet Nights game, or attending a business meeting, book your accommodations today at theheldridge.com. All right, Pizza Fest 1976 team and Wagner. All right, I think we've reached a moment where we need to pick the Wagner game. Um, you're still in the lead, Fonseca. I mean, uh, with the tie now, just you know, still get the one game lead. This, I think, this is going to be an interesting one. This is an opportunity for us to gain on you. I think 46 and a half points. Uh, it's kind of a toss up. What direction are you going in? It's a lot of points. It's a better Wagner team. The boys will be fired up taking the bus from Staten Island. They're out for revenge from 66-7 loss last year. But Rutgers is better. Rutgers is deeper. And I think Rutgers won't be able to not beat Wagner by less than 50 points, even if they tried. So I am laying the points. Give me Rutgers minus 46 and a half. Book it. Wow. Okay. A little disappointed. I was hoping you would take the points. That'd be a trap. But you're too smart for that. I get it. All right, Pat, are you going to go against them for the sake of going against them, or are you going to play it safe and and, and stick with them? No, I, I can totally see Rutgers running away with this one, literally. Big run after big run, broken tackles, just huge chunk plays at a time. So I unfortunately will not be gaining any ground on Fonseca this week because I will also be taking Rutgers with the points, 46 and a half. You just look at it, and Rutgers is a a program that's far ahead of its FCS competition. 
should have little problem with this game. And uh, it's a good opportunity to to rest up despite what coach Greg Schiano wants us to think there will not be fireworks going off that he'll have to endure, or maybe there will be, but they will be in his favor. So long story short, Rutgers with the points. Give me a score. What's the score? I'm, I'm going with the shutout. Let's go with the really? shutout. Uh, 61, nothing. 61, nothing. All right. So well, well safe. Let me um, give you some intel that I probably should give you guys before the lines are Rutgers minus 46. Mm-hmm. The over under is 48. Oh, so wow. The over under is 48. They seem to think Rutgers is going to win 46 2. Somehow give a safety. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how the bookmakers at Reddit FCS are figuring this out. <laughs> might um, not be. Yeah, might not be Vegas. Might not be Vegas quality line we're using here, but okay. 48. So I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my score prediction because mm-hmm. I didn't. I'll agree with Pat on the shutout. I will say 49 of. 49 nothing. All right. I'm trying to see if I can talk myself into like a 56-10 result where I could sneak in with the half point. I just can't do it. I think both of you are right. It's going to be a blowout. He's going to we've seen these games before that Greg Shannon's going to try to score a lot of points before halftime and put his players in and let them play to the end. It's not going to be a situation where they're kneeling on the ball in the third quarter to get the hell out of there. So, yeah, I'm going to go 56-7. Is that that's 46? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think I think We'll give Wags, we'll give Swagner a touchdown, but not more, but not much more than that. So we're all laying the 46 and a half points. No blood will be drawn this week. We'll have to get to the real games next week to see if we can gain on Fonseca. All right. So I know what everyone's been waiting for. The alumni game, Boomer versus Zoomer. This is really exciting, Brian. What you didn't know was happening behind the scenes this week. What you didn't, what Pat and I have kept from you is that we're we're plotting how to properly do this for the Wagner game because as I'm sure you puzzled out there are not enough Wagner alumni to truly have a good a good time with this you know we could do it but we would just be picking ridiculous names here because there just aren't you know it doesn't exist so as opposed I'm, to the non-ridiculous names you pick every week <laughs> good one I like it so we're giving you an option for this week's alumni game you can either pick one of these two categories and this is important because I think one of them is a little easier than the other one. But you don't know which one that is. So you can either pick other famous Wagners for the alumni for the game or famous Staten Island natives. We're going to give you one of those two. I'll give it a couple of seconds to think about it. So, we, you know, instead of trying to identify Wagner alumni, either other famous Wagners as that as that would suggest this is like your this is like the end when you know wheel of fortune you're picking the letters you want this is what you're doing here you get to pick one of those two things so uh, what's wheel of fortune no don't no oh that's, that's just that's great i love it good one the only wagner i know that comes to mind is an obscure brazilian soccer player named wagner love i'm sure you've never heard of wagner love he's not on the five he's other the five. wagners i've come up with no I figured you weren't following Russian soccer cult heroes. So I will go with Staten Island natives and pray that you put Pete Davidson on there. <laughs> I think you made I think you made a good choice. However, I am now deleting Pete Davidson. No, give me a you free one. Give me a free uh, one. You've got a free one. I'm giving you a free one. You're gonna get a free one. You're not gonna get two free ones, though. You probably get two free ones. All right. You I think you made wise, the right choice. You made the wide wide. Just I'm going to give the, the other notable Wagners. Honus Wagner. 
Of course, you know that one. That's an easy one. The Wagner Group. Do you know what the Wagner Group is? If you follow current events, you must know the Wagner Group. Nope. Don't know. Okay. Richard Wagner. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a conductor? Yes. It is a famous uh, uh, composer, I think, is a better than conductor composer. We would have given you that one. Robert Wagner. I mean, 80s actor, famous uh, heart to heart, star of heart to heart in the 1980s. No. And I was going to put on John G. Wagner, who is the uh, Colonel Henry Rutgers of Wagner University. John G. Wagner gave the school $12,000. So it was more expensive to have your name put on Wagner than it was to have your name put on Rutgers. Colonel Henry Rutgers famously gave $5,000 to the school. So there you go. Does that count for inflation? No, I guess that's a good point. I don't know what year it was, but eh, anyway. So there you go. Those are the other famous Wagners. But you've chosen, correctly chosen, other famous Staten Island natives, our island to the east, the least popular of the five New York City boroughs. Here we go. Number one, for one point, do you know who Christina Aguilera is? She's a singer. No! See, I told you I'm giving you one free one. There you go. Good job. All right. Number two. Do you know who the Wu Tang Clan is? Yes, the rap group. Yes, is a, right. <laughs> two for two. Wu Tang Clan from Staten Island. I did not know that. Did you know that? I no did idea. Not. I did not no. know that. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. Two Old for two. Dirty. Christina you know Aguilera was in No Doubt, right? Or am I thinking of someone else? You're thinking that's, of that's uh, Gwen, Gwen Stefani. Stefani. Yeah, mm. Gwen Stefani. I was about to be so excited. Like, I've seen her in yeah. live. I've seen her in person. I guess I have not seen her in You've person. You've seen No Doubt live? That's interesting in itself. Wow. Yeah, mm. they were doing a uh, festival. Like, I was in high school. Um, gotcha. They were very good. Long time ago when you were in high school. All right. Getting a little bit further back. Do you know who Cornelius, Cornelius Vanderbilt is? Cornelius Vanderbilt. I'm pretty sure he's the railroad magnate who donated money to Vanderbilt University and is the, you know, father of one of the biggest, richest families in the history of American history. Yes, that is correct. Got it. I guess they gave it away. American business magnate. I didn't know he was from Staten Island either. I figured he was from Nashville. I would have guessed too. Born in Staten Island. Died in Manhattan. Who knew? Yes. Cornelius Vanderbilt. You're three for three. You might get them all. Could you possibly get them all right? This is the key one, I think, for me. Number five is hard, but I think I have a chance. But number four, if you can get this one, this will be this will be truly a great moment in the alumni game. Joan Baez. Do you know who Joan Baez wow. is? Wow. Joan? Joan Baez. B-A-E-Z. This is killing me. This is killing me. I so I have I have two thoughts. The, okay. My in, initial instinct is like a, a singer, but it feels like she's not a singer. Ooh. Is it for some reason? I think she was like the, the marathon lady who lied about completing the Boston Marathon. I might be thinking about someone completely. Yep, I think you're thinking of Rosie. What was her name, Pat? You know? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh... no. It turns out Joan Baez is a singer. Actually, you had it right the first time. Oh, All right, well, that's uh, that's famous, that famous folk folk singer, Staten Island native. Did not know that. That's 
I would have never guessed either. I would have thought yeah. San Francisco. Not, not that I spent a lot of time wondering where Joe Baez was from, but yep, Staten Island. All right. And finally, and this one is a Wagner graduate. This is the one famous Wagner alumni, other than Tim Capstraw, famous uh, basketball broadcaster. The one Wagner alum of note that's that I think people might know, Robert Loja. This one is. Uh, is he a baseball player? No, you might know him if you saw him. Robert Loja. Can we give him a hint? Eh, no, we give it him. We'll give it away. I don't, know. I don't know this one at all. Either. You don't know Robert Loja. All right, he's no. a he's a famous actor. Nominated for the uh, Academy Award. He's a character actor, a gruff guy. You know, you've probably seen him in something. He was in The Sopranos. Uh, what was his role in The Sopranos? You know, I'm not I remember what his role in The Sopranos. Good question. What his role in Sopranos was. Someone is going to tell me that, I'm sure. Let me look that up. It's going to kill me. How do you spell Loja? L-O-G-G-I-A. G-G-I-A. Um, small role. He was in the Pink Panther film. Oh, he was um, he was uh, the guy who got out of jail. Uh, he was Feech Lamana. Oh, Feech Lamana. He was Feech Lamana. What episode oh, was man. that? I don't, is he in a lot of episodes or just the one? They they send them back to they send them back to jail by leaving the trailer of stolen goods in his driveway. <laughs> yes, Pizza. Of course, I remember that now. That's yeah. right. That is hilarious. Pizza. Yeah, he comes he comes back from jail. He goes to Uncle Junior's house. They have lunch. He talk about the old days. How he beat some guy in jail. There you go, Wagner College, Feech Lamana. I should have if I if I had said Feech Lamana, you would have got you would have gotten it right. I'm still going to give you a win here. I still think you won this week on the game. People said I've been too easy on you lately, but three out of four Staten Island alumni. You are an honorary. You now can say you are an honorary Staten Island resident. Congratulations. Me and Pete Davidson. I will say, I don't know if I should say that you're going easy on me, but I do feel like I should. Like me taking a blind guess that Joe, Joan Baez is a singer feels a little too, feels like I should like name a song or name an era or name a genre. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just say I shouldn't just say Robert Loja is an actor. I should say he was Feech Lamana or something uh, like that. I mean, after you, I mean, if you, you know, we have to grade on the curve after some of the ones you've gotten wrong here, Brian. We don't. I don't want to be mean, but I mean, you want us to now demand that you tell us Joan Baez's famous song? Is that what I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little cocky. Like, what can oh, I say? she recorded Diamonds and Rust in 1975, Steve. No, we don't. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna be kinder than that. Probably maybe for Wisconsin with the live audience when they're booing, this would be great. This would be in front of a live audience, the sweat dripping down your forehead. When I do not give you Drew Carey, is he a Wisconsin? Looks like he's a Wisconsin graduate. Some of the famous, most famous Wisconsin graduate. We'll see how that goes. Isn't was Chris Farley a, a, a Wisconsin uh, grad? I don't know. Good question. Don't, don't, don't give any more though. Cause we might have yeah, to, we might have to use these. I do know who Chris Farley is, so that's off the list if he is one. Off the list. Fair enough. All right. We'll try again next week. Good job. I think you did well this week. Oh, Chris Farley, Marquette. Ooh. <laughs> Probably offensive that you mistook a, a Marquette yeah, yeah. alum for Wisconsin. That's going to start a civil war over in Milwaukee. <laughs> but, okay. So th these two this week should be pretty easy, I think. Okay. All right. Um, this first one, I was surprised Pat didn't know what this was. We were walking up the stairs of Michigan Stadium. And I saw one, and I said, what is this? Do you know, Steve, what a glizzy is? <laughs> what a glizzy is? Could you use it in a sentence? Can you spell it? G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. That like glizzy a... was pretty good. Oh, is it like a 
is it like an ice cream blizzard Sunday kind of thing? Maybe glizzy. We, that's what it sounds like. Every Saturday, mm-hmm. Rutgers has a home game. I eat at least one glizzy. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm stumped. Too. What? What's the one? I don't. Halftime hot dogs, baby. Halftime hot dogs is a glizzy. A glizzy is a hot dog. Yes. Oh no, I've never heard that. Wow. Okay. Huh. That sounds. That sounds. Su- that sounds pretty sus to me. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. And this one should be easy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what it means to gas someone up, someone or something up? Gas to to psych them up, to get them excited, right? To pump them up. Yes, I got it. To speak well of them. Yes, to speak exactly. well of them. Yes, I gas. I gas you guys up all the time, man. You have no idea how much Manahan wants to rip you guys down. I'm always gassing it up. Come on, you gas me up after the alumni game. So I did. I'm the chief staff gasser. Yes, so I know that absolutely. Good, Good job. Good, Good one. Right. I didn't know one for Lizzie. two. I don't understand why we have to invent new names for a hot dog. It's like an American staple that I feel like it's yeah. disrespectful to nickname a hot dog. That hot is dog is totally hot dog. Totally agree. If I go to Rudd's Hut and try to order a Glizzy, what are they going to do? They're oh. going to laugh me out of that place. They're going to go it. from behind the counter and punch you in the face for yeah, and they should a Glizzy, a Glizzy, a Glizzy with gravy. They're going to say, "Get the hell out of here." You're sus, man. No cap. <laughs> Good job. All right. What else do we got? Let's wrap this up. You got some basketball stuff for us? Yeah, I went to hoops practice yesterday. Uh, checked them out for the first time this season. A lot of new faces, a lot of returning faces who have made some improvement. I don't have any real big picture takeaways from practice. Uh, it was a bit, it was a two-hour practice, some good, some bad. But I think that we'll get a more clear picture when I see more. But I thought, you know, initially I thought Noah Fernandez the point guard looked pretty good, looked healthy. Austin Williams is working his way back into shape, but I could see the glimpses of the athleticism that they really liked seeing out of him on his film from when he played at Hartford. Cliff looks as jacked as ever. Antoine Wolfolk, uh, Steve Peichel has been talking a lot about how much weight he's lost. He does look thinner. He does look more agile. Like it, It's very noticeable how much, how much better he looks physically. And yeah, I think Jeremiah Williams is a guy that's not going to play this year almost certainly because he won't get the waiver. But I thought he really jumped off the court when I was watching him, I was pretty impressed. So if anything, he'll be a great practice player. Uh, he looks bought into that role, really good chemistry with the guys, hyping them, gassing them up after every play and just mm. uh, being a good character guy. So I think, I think he'll be a good addition just even in practice. I don't know. Steve Peichel, obviously defense is his calling card. He said in an interview last week with uh, Brian DeNovalis, former News 12 uh, reporter now has his own podcast that he is quote scared to death of his defense. I asked him about scared that yesterday. To death. Scared to death. About like not in a good, not in a good way. In a and bad as in, way. as in, he's yeah. worried about where they are defensively. Oh okay. Though he does, he did, he told me the same thing that the offense is way ahead of the defense. He did kind of cushion that with you know everyone this time of year is both worried about everything and optimistic about everything. Um, they'll know a lot more as camp progresses, but he seems to really like this group. I think he's liked every group he's had to be fair, but he really likes this group. I think he's excited about the new guys, Jermichael Davis and. Gavin Griffiths and what they bring. He's excited about the development of the other guys. And I think, I think he's excited for the year. I think we're looking at it as a bit of a transitional year before that big 2024 class comes in. And it's a little bit after, you know, the Caleb McConnell's and Ron Harper juniors and geo bakers of the world are leaving. Uh, But I think he's, you know, I think they can do make something of this season. And I'm very fascinated to see how they look against. We'll see them again before then, but I'm excited to see how they look against Princeton and how they measure up because I, don't have a very good gauge on what this team will look like. I think they'll take a step back, but until we see them in action, I don't think we'll really know. 
I'm a little curious about that being off the being an offensive team that loses a couple of pretty important offensive players, loses your leader scorer, loses your starting backcourt. Does that mean they're going to run a lot? I guess is that what you're telling me? Uh, is Andre Hyatt going to take 27 shots a game? I and mean, what does that mean? I guess when you say that, right? I think that's been the kind of buzzword: fast, athletic. Um, that's what they've been. Uh, I mean, I asked Noah Fernandez. I talked to him for a bit. Noah Fernandez and. I just asked him, how has the first couple months been here? And within three senses, he's talking about how athletic they are and how they want to play fast and how that's a Hooper's dream to be able to kind of run up and down the court. Um, Steve Pike will seem to kind of pump brakes on that, say they try to play fast every year. It kind of depends on a lot of factors. They play hard, hard defense. They offensive rebound a lot. I think they'll play faster. I don't think they will be the run, baby, run, you know, right. run, Rutgers, run, run, baby, run, St. Peter's teams of the past. I think they'll try to play faster, but there's another team on the other side that will try to slow them down. I don't think they can play much slower than they have. So I was, I was just going to say who in the big 10 is running. I mean, it's just right. the yeah. characteristics yeah. of the league to, to play physical grinded out basketball. It doesn't, it doesn't maybe Rutgers can reinvent itself as this team that totally does things differently, but I, I don't I'm, We uh, talk about it now and then at it's, this point, then it's 50, 48 with a minute to go against Northwestern in February. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, well, Steve yeah. Michael makes a good point about that, that like sometimes your game plans are dictated by the opponent. I mean, I don't think you want to run with Michigan state, which to Pat's point is pretty much the only team in the big 10 that runs up right, and down the court. Right, sure. Wisconsin isn't going to let you grab a rebound and run down the court. Cause by the time they miss the shot, they have five guys in the backboard. So I don't know. It's going to be fascinating uh, to see how they implement that. But I think they're feel very confident about, you know, like Jermichael Davis apparently has Jacob Young numbers as far as his athleticism, and they're very confident. Really, that wow. that's that's the word that Steve Pichel used with me and with a couple of other places I've mm-hmm. seen. So, um, and you know, they're confident in Austin Williams and Noah Fernandez. Fernandez, what he can do athletically, he's going to have to be a, a Derek Simpson. But Noah Fernandez has got to be a guy that does burst to the rim because I mean, candidly, he's five eleven, five ten. He's going to be one of the shorter guards in the league, and he's not going to shoot over people. So he's going to have to be kind of shifty, get to the rim, finish. That's another interesting thing. Backcourt is a lot shorter than they usually are. Steve Pichel likes those. You know, Caleb McConnell was 6'6". Paul Mulcahy was 6'7". Geo Baker was shorter, quote-unquote, at 6'4". Now your tallest guard is Austin Williams, who's 6'4". How they kind of maneuver that will be interesting. So just a lot of uh, – and Mawat Mag, by the way, a point. He's cleared for contact. Uh, they're not – He is. He's cleared for contact. Yeah. Steve Pichel told me that yesterday. He is not in the, you know, scrimmaging yet. He's not – he's kind of shooting on the side <clears> and doing defensive drills. But the fact he's at this point in September is a very good sign. And will he play against Princeton? You'd have to imagine then. I think that's still kind of up in the air. I think mm-hmm. um, they're being cautious with him. I think, mm-hmm. thankfully so. I think he's a really important part about what they do, and he'll be a really big key of fixing that defensive. I think that'll ease some of Steve Peichel's nervousness about the defense. But yeah, I think he's doing very well. They're confident about Emmanuel Ogbele, who also tours ACL in March. He's clear for non-contact, so he's easing his way back. So. I don't think there's a lot of concerns about their health in the offseason. And they've done a good job of Rich Campbell and the training staff has done a good job of rehabbing those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. Six weeks to go. Long way to go. Uh, but we shall see. All right. This podcast will will post on our website after the biggest field hockey game of the century. I believe I'm going to call it that. I'm going to go there. Field hockey versus Maryland. Puck Winter leading the Scarlet Knights. Like my new favorite player. I can't believe there's a player named Puck Winter in the field hockey team. And neither one of you told me that. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm going to get her an NIL deal with something. So that'll be happening on Thursday. We'll be recap that next week. You'll be there, Ryan. Is that my understanding? You're going to go to that game? 
I might pop over to the Bauer track and field complex. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Uh, anything else? Final thoughts? This job, this job, you know, the demands of this job usually suck all your free time. So there's very little family life usually Mm -hmm. when it comes to being a Rutgers beat reporter. However, because this is a field hockey household, we have an eight night to watch Rutgers, Maryland on big 10 plus. And we will, I will have my wife ready for the next podcast to give a full breakdown of what she sees from the Scarlet Knights. If wow. You got to that. Of course we want that. There you go. Enough of All that. Right. Wow. Candace, Candace Lanny joining the pod. What a, what an exciting thing to just drop at the end of us here. That's great. And until then we'll be at Wagner. Look for me in the stands at Wagner. Look for the two of the three of us eating pizza flavored coffee at Wagner. Uh, and then we'll be back on uh, or Monday to recap it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com slash insider.